Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, January the 18th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace and God's life and God's beauty and God's goodness today, my friends. Uh, Today is a blessing. It is good. And so thanks for being present and breaking open God's word with me today. Uh, We are going to continue our journey straight through Mark. We're going to finish the second chapter of Mark's gospel today. Uh, the the wonder or the the what's really neat, I guess you know, wonder is just uh, overstating it. But I like how the whoever set the lectionary cycle up, since we got into ordinary time last Monday, so nine days ago, we have walked through Mark sequentially. We haven't skipped any stories. We haven't skipped any chapters. We haven't skipped any verses. And so we will pick up today immediately where we left off. So yesterday, if you recall, Jesus was being confronted um, and uh, talking about the tradition and uh, the, uh, this, the, what were they, they were the disciples of uh, John and the disciples of the Pharisees, giving Jesus' disciples a hard time. They weren't fasting. And he talked about the bridegroom, talked about, you know, cloth and sewing new cloth onto old, uh, you know, an old cloak or New wine and old wineskins, etc. So we're going to pick up today, immediately following that, a variation on the same theme. So today, Mark chapter 2, verses 23 to 28. So let's break open God's Word. We're reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus was passing through a field of grain on the Sabbath, his disciples began to make a path while picking the heads of grain. At this, the Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and he and his companions were hungry? How he went into the house of God when Abiathar was high priest and ate the bread of offering that only the priests could lawfully eat, and he shared it with his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. That is why the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So yesterday, the Pharisees and uh, again, the disciples of the Pharisees, but the Pharisees themselves as well, and the disciples of John the Baptist were giving Jesus a hard time because their disciples, Jesus' disciples, were not holding to the tradition. Now, again, I, I say lowercase t, and maybe sometime for those of you who say, well, what do you mean lowercase t versus uppercase t? Maybe sometime I'll do a reflection on that. Today is not that day. But lowercase t tradition. They were not keeping to the traditions, and people were like, Hey, man, you don't keep to the traditions. Who do we know who we are and, and what we're about? And, and the ground beneath us, you know, crumbles, and, and, and we don't know anything. So, again, today's a variation of a theme. What's happening today? So, it's a Sabbath. Sabbath, of course, was from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. So, during the day, daylight, presumably on Saturday, the disciples and Jesus were passing through a field. Again, not permitted. You can only walk X amount of steps, I want to say 50, 
X amount of steps on the Sabbath because it was a day of rest. Why? Because it was the law. The law, the, the gosh, is that the third commandment, uh, keep holy the Sabbath. And then they did all these writings around and said, okay, if we're going to keep it holy, if it's going to be a day of rest, if that's the law, what, is that, what does work look like? Okay, more than 50 steps, can't do that. You know, your donkey falls in a, in a cistern, can't get him out till the next day, whatever it is. <clears throat> and they were not only walking through a field of grain, they were beginning to pick the heads of grain, and picking the heads of grain was work as well. So they were doubly breaking the laws of the Sabbath. And the Pharisees, now I don't know how the Pharisees saw this without doing their 50 steps, so you could probably nail them and say, hey, you're kind of being hypocritical here. You probably had to walk about 51 steps to get here to watch us, but that's neither here nor there, is it? <laughs> well, maybe it's here, maybe it is there, I don't know. But the Pharisees are giving them a hard time. And what are they giving them a hard time saying? Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? So they were watching them. They were trying to get them into trouble. Okay, we're going to do it here, fasting. Oh, he counted us on that one with wineskins and cloaks. All right, we're going to do it here. And Jesus throws up scripture to them and says, hey, you know scripture, right? What about David? You know, before he was king, when he was on the run, and, uh, and he and his companions were, were going hungry, and they went in and they ate the, the bread that only the high priest could eat? How come that wasn't breaking the law? Because it was the law, right? And then he, he brings it to this line, which is, is almost as good as, you know, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto God what is God's. I mean, it's just one of those lines that it's like, man, you, you know it. Um, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Sabbath was made for humanity and not humanity for the Sabbath. The law, in other words, my friends, and, and I know you already know this, but the law is there to serve the common good. It is to serve humanity, not humanity to serve the law. Okay, so let's spin this out. What does it mean? Let me use some examples from the sublime to the ridiculous. Let's start with the ridiculous, okay? Let's set up a straw man, easily overturned, but uh, let's set up a straw man. And uh, it says, okay, uh, Renee is nine months pregnant and her water breaks and um, we live uh, out in the country, all by the way, very real in, in this life. Uh, and we She's beginning to have contractions. They are two to three minutes apart. They are steady. And we got to get to the hospital now because otherwise I'm delivering this child, which is a poor idea. And I want this child's health to be um, given the utmost chance for success. And that is not in my hands. So what am I going to do? I am going to do everything I can to make sure we safely get to that hospital on time. Uh, and if that means that I am uh, not stopping fully at stop signs on the way, if that means I am breaking the speed limit on my way, um, I am fine with that, and I would do that. Now, is that breaking the law? Of course it is. Of course it is, because the law is set up for the common good. There's a stop sign there to make sure there is not. I mean, you guys know this. Forgive. Again, this is the, the obvious one. 
uh, it, it's there to make sure that, that there are no accidents because the oncoming traffic does not stop. The speed limit's there to make sure that, you know, any pedestrian walking on the side of the road, any any car coming at me that, that uh, you know, maybe um, not fully on their side of the road or whatever it is, or maybe, you know, any deer coming out, whatever. I've got time to safely stop. So the law sets up hypotheticals and says, under these, well, not under these circumstances, I mean, we, we, we obey the law because it's possible, speculatively, that somebody could get hurt on these, and the common good is we don't want to hurt anybody. 100% true, right? But all of a sudden, I'm beyond the speculative. I'm in uh, a situation that is very particular, and I know that if I were to obey the law in this case, there may be a particular person that is hurt, and not just speculatively somebody that is hurt. And so the higher law at this point, the higher law is not, okay, and again, I have to do this. It's not as black and white as I'm making it, but, but I have to do this and make a choice within this uh, moment of what is the greater good. And the greater good is the particularity of this child being born and giving the best chance for success. And therefore, I, I follow those actions, even at the cost of the possible Okay, uh, example one. Example two. <clears throat> um, th well, even before I get to example two, uh, just using example one and, and then the whole idea. Brothers and sisters, the law is good. I, I, I don't want you to hear me say or even imply uh, that, that, boy, let's throw out the law and let's live within anarchy. No, no, that, that would be awful. You know, we, we particularly, I mean, we, we have speed limits around schools to go 15 miles an hour. Why? Because we value our children. They are such an utmost and high value within our society that we are going to go ultra slow because who knows what children are going to do. They're unpredictable, they're vulnerable, and we want to protect them. And so we are going to put these extra laws and measures in place around those schools. Uh, or we, we believe that stealing is wrong. Why? Because it protects our own uh, sensibilities. It's our own vulnerabilities. We feel vulnerable if you've ever had anybody break into your house uh, and, and take something from you that is valued to you, even if it's not valuable overall. And, and it, it allows the dignity of somebody to be retained. Okay? Uh, and, and, and I could keep going on with all these things. These are all goods. These are all good for all of us. But there are times, brothers and sisters, when that good must be set aside. And you and I, you and I must participate and we must throw ourselves within the stew, if I can use that term, uh, and say, how, how and when are those times appropriate and when are they not? When do I need to, on the 99% of the time, follow the law, but when is that 1% or that 2% when there is a higher law there. Now, we can simply take the tack that says, I never will break the law. That's, that's, that's uh, the highest value. Um, and, and you know what? That's, that's, that's a, I guess that's a side. But you know what we, we do, brothers and sisters? If we do that, 
If we simply say, hey, listen, just keep giving me laws so I know what to do and I know how to act and I know how to think and I know what to do on any particular situation. Do you know what we've effectively become? We've effectively become robots. We've effectively become automatons, automatons, right? We've effectively set aside our freedom in order for someone else to tell me what to do, and therefore I don't need to engage. But brothers and sisters, let me make it clear. Paul, in Galatians chapter 5, right? For freedom, Christ set us free. And the burden of freedom, brothers and sisters, is for us to bear the responsibility of the common good and of the right and the, and the good in each and every moment uh, in, in its particularity and specificity as well as its generality. Now, let me give you the other two examples. If you've ever read the story Les Miserables by Victor Hugo or uh, have had a chance to uh, see the, the play or the, the movie, you, you know the, the situation upon which, the hinge upon which the, the story turns. And that is Jean Valjean uh, steals a loaf of bread. He steals it. He does. Breaks into a store, steals a loaf of bread. Why? Because his family is starving. Now, brothers and sisters, tell me what the higher good is there. Or, don't tell me, struggle with it. Stealing's wrong. He was thrown in, in uh, prison, uh, a labor camp for 19 years. Again, this is a, a, a novel, so it's, it's not reality, but it is, you know, it is, right? And, uh, and the state said, you cannot steal. I don't care about the, uh, the people that are starving. You stole bread, and therefore you're going to hard labor for 19 years. Even though his intent was not to, to harm, his intent was not uh, even selfish. It was to keep a family alive. What is the higher good there? Again, welcome to the stew, because it's not easy. We need to figure this out. If all we have to do is follow the law, okay, Jean Valjean says, no, sorry, people, we're going to have to starve together. Let's just hold together for warmth as we, as we, you know, uh, decline, right? But I would argue that the higher, that the higher good here is life. The Sabbath was made for man, not not man for the Sabbath. We are not called to serve the law. The law is called to serve the common good. And there are occasions that we must step outside that law. Now, in case you think, Joe, you're being heretical. Joe, you're being anarchical. Joe, you're, you're, you're not really teaching Catholic thought. Let me give you a third example. Joseph finds out Mary is pregnant. And according to the law, Mary must be stoned to death. According to the law, knowing that that child is not his... Mary must be put to death. But Joseph, now this is not my words, be mad at scripture, but Joseph, being an upright and good man, decided to divorce her quietly. The higher good, the higher good was not to follow the law. And what did that bring us? It brought us the Savior of the world. That God worked through this situation. Brothers and sisters, for freedom, 
Christ set us free. And the burden of freedom is that we are invited into the stew. We are invited into the mess and into the grayness of life, okay? Not the black and whiteness of life. Because you know what? Unless you've lived in a different world than I, world isn't very black and white. There's a whole lot of gray. And how do we, in the best way we know possible, asking the Holy Spirit to, to be with us and lead us and asking for God's wisdom, how do we do our best to choose the highest good always in each and every situation in order that the, the law may serve humanity and not the other way around. Jesus made enemies because he worked outside of it. I mean, goodness sakes, you can't go to a scripture, uh, a chapter of scripture where he's not, you know, saying, listen, let's, let's look at the higher law here, right? I mean, go to, go to Matthew's Sermon on the Mount. You've heard it said that I say to you, and, and he's saying, I'm not, I'm not coming to abolish any of the law, none of it. I'm, I'm coming here to fulfill it. But what he's doing is pointing to the higher law. And you and I, because we follow him, must follow that same path. Love that idea here in, in this scripture. As Jesus was passing through a field of grain on the Sabbath, his disciples began to make a path while picking the heads of grain. They were out there doing it on their own making their own path. Brothers and sisters, you and I are going to have to forge our own path. Sometimes you're going to have to stand out there all alone with nothing but faith. That's what we talked about yesterday, with faith. Because the Holy Spirit is guiding you and you trust that, that, that this is where you're called and this is where I'm called in this particular situation. And sometimes we may get it wrong and sometimes we may look foolish. Sometimes we may look vulnerable. Welcome to the stew. For freedom, Christ set us free. Let's pray. We begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second joyful mystery, the visitation. Mary visits Elizabeth. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have a wonderful Tuesday. God's blessings to all of you. And let's get back together again and see what God has for us tomorrow, shall we? God's peace.